1: Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic Podcast. I'm Liam Bryce and today I'm joined by Graham Young to look at all the latest from Parkhead. And on the pod today, we take a look at Celtic's Rosenberg performance as the hoops progress through into the next round of the Champions League qualifiers. We also profile the potential opponents should they get past AAK Athens. we have a quick look at that game itself as well and also talk transfers. Will there be any more additions before the end of the transfer window? And then we'll look ahead to the weekend where Celtic... Bring the curtain up on their league season against Livingston. So Graham, it's still fresh in the memory that Rosenberg game. It wasn't a definitely not a classic, but what did you what did you make of the performance from Celtic?
0: No, it certainly wasn't a classic. I think a team like Rosenberg, they're always going to be able to test Celtic to a certain degree. Last night, Trondheim it's a very tight pitch. And going there last year, the pressure really was on Celtic to win the game. It was 0-0 from the first leg. Last night they had a comfortable lead 3-1 going into the the second leg last night and I thought at times the surprising thing was the midfield weren't able to get on the ball uh, enough from Cham, Brown at times were kind of bypassed in the first half and I think the case for the, the defence so to speak would be uh, it wasn't as bad a night as it could have been I think Jack Henry at times struggled in the first half mm-hmm. was slack in possession but he also showed plenty of battling qualities dealing with Nicholas Bender Uh, Christopher Ayer really does impress and I think he's getting better as each passing game, the more experienced he was a leader last night at times you could see him uh, remonstrating with guys like Henry Uh, Christian Gamboa once again I thought did a decent job at times there was a couple of hairy moments he's got a a bit of a bad habit for just almost aimless balls across uh, the defence and that's something Rodgers likes his players to pass the ball and Mm -hmm. move it but I think at times Gamboa can be a bit reckless in some of the passes that he he decides to make. But they weathered the storm. The first half was tricky. It was all half chances for Rosenberg. Second half guys in uh, and Cham started to get on the ball, started to pick some passes. Edward did a great uh-huh. chance just after half time. he skinned a couple of players on the left hand side and nearly curled an effort into the top mm-hmm. corner. What was
1: the, the the difference did you feel between you know, you mentioned the first half that Cham and Brown maybe struggled to impose ourselves on the game. Was there a, a change tactically in the second half or was it just the two of them stepping up.
0: Yeah, I think t- I think at times in the first ten minutes Celtic did an okay job of getting on the ball, moving it. But very quickly Rosenberg were desperate. There were uh, the the left back Melling, who's honestly I know Tierney's the player, tip for big things, but on, on the night he was a left back that really caught your attention. He's he's non stop, energizer bunny down the left hand side. He's almost playing as an auxiliary winger. Uh, and that caused Celtic problems on that side of the pitch. I thought the passing was a bit sloppy, and at times they would try and go direct. and clear. I thought, was very poor at taking the ball in on the night. I thought he was really slack. I think he looked, at times last week he wasn't perfect, but looked more encouraging. But last night was, unfortunately, more like the performances of the second half of last season. Mm-hmm. So there was factors in play. It wasn't as if Browning and Cham had all the time in the world to pick passes and weren't able to do it. The game was just sometimes bypassing them. In the midfield, and I thought Saint they did a better job. They Had a few half chances, but they know it was much ado about nothing. And Celtic won't be disappointed with that, but uh-huh. obviously bigger taster to come.
1: Yeah, and how would you sort of put that this result over the two legs into perspective in terms of what you saw from Rosenberg? Is there a, like another team maybe at this kind of stage that Celtic have come across? Are they are they in the, the same league as like kind of Stana? That
0: they could See, that's interesting, on, Stana.
1: Or is this quite a was this quite a modest opposition that
0: they've, they've combined at this stage? How much can you read into it? Do you think? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. I think Astana, much like Carrigandy, who Celtic played before, eh, they're not the prettiest team, but they are effective, more effective than Rosenberg. Uh-huh. I think at times Bentner last night he was, he was at his best when he's playing, playing as a right winger for the last ten minutes, whipped them some brilliant balls into the box. Eh, but Astana seemed to have more about them. Bersheva a couple of years ago, was certainly better than that Rosenberg team. I just think Celtic, when they're at a level that Brendan Rodgers has put in place, would all you'd favour against most, if not all, Scandinavian teams. Yeah. Uh, I think Rosenberg's ability—they just lack a kind of a, a bit. A, a, they lack a bit of skill in the final third to really break teams down. It's all very basic uh, crosses into the box, hoping for scraps, and they did have chances. But I think the test to fall will be bigger but you need to remember this is the equivalent of playing Winfield or any of the teams like even Lincoln Redimps this was the second qualifying yeah, round uh-huh. so you play a team with Rosenberg after Alasker mm. uh, it's a pretty solid start and as we know Athens or IK I, Athens will definitely cause Celtic more problems than Rosenberg did yeah. on well that the two was legs. obviously
1: that was that was where we're heading next Greek uh, champions obviously um, so what are you Expecting them to be a, a step up from Rosenberg, do, you know, do we know much about them? What can we yeah, expect well,
0: from them? I've been, as we all have, we digging in, trying to find out as much as we can. And the the real two things stick out: they're a pretty young team, uh, they're hungry. They've, they've, they've won the league title uh, after a bit of an absence, a long time without a uh, teams, like especially Olympiacos, but Panathinaikos. And it was actually POK Salonica that they were battling the Mm fight with last year. But what the foundation of their success was built on being really tough to beat. And in the Europa League last season, they played eight games against the likes of Milan. Rekia, Dynamo Kiev, and didn't lose a game. They went out to Kiev in the last 32 on away goals. Uh, But there's plenty to like about the way they play. I think they're they're pretty physical. Uh, They're fast-paced, and I think at Celtic Park next week, that's a really crucial game. Brendan Rogers just touched upon after the Rosenberg game, how important the home leg, being the first tie, being the CD team has been, because that's the way it's yeah. uh, getting a fast start, playing well, scoring goals. They get five against Perreira, five against Astana in the playoff round, and then also uh, three goals against Rosenberg. So the home advantage is really counted for Celtic, but Athens appear a team that won't capitulate. they uh-huh. the they've got some uh, chops in this competition or yeah, I mean, at this level.
1: A, yeah, like. Exactly, because you're saying you know, they've taken on the likes of Milan. I mean, uh, obviously not the force Of the whole, course but not. still, experience and pedigree are going to these places and they'll, they'll obviously fancy themselves maybe a bit more than a, a Rosenberg would have done coming over here.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. There's a couple of things to watch. The Greek season doesn't start until the end of the month. Uh, there's obviously been a lot of turmoil with the, the horrendous fires that have been... Engulfed the country, so they, you don't yeah. know how these things affect them. They've changed manager this summer. Uh, they've lost a couple of players as well. There's definitely a fact, but who knows? This team could be an even better version. This could be an improvement on a decent team already who's who are looking to get better. But I think Celtic. I think patience will be key. It'd be a big boost if Musa Dembele was back in the starting lineup because so I think that kind of physicality that he brings mm-hmm. uh, brings the best out of the team and also odds and Edward who can work from the left-hand side and link up with Dembele. But I think it will be a night for Celtic to be patient. I'd, I, I, I know they conceded against Rosenberg and got away with it, but uh-huh. I, I would imagine that wouldn't be possible against Athens if they, they, a 2-1 victory would be anything but safe. Uh-huh. So I think a clean sheet and a narrow home win. I remember the Donny Dylas, uh, his second season at Celtic, Played Carabag who were a pretty functional outfit, and Boyata scored late, and they get a 0-0 draw over there. A result like that would be perfectly fine, a 1-0 victory. But I think conceding their away goal would make it tough for Celtic. Uh-huh. So I think that would be as Is much. Is that the,
1: the priority? Is oh, the, 100%. There the we uh, Especially getting over to, as you said, yeah. Uh
0: huh. I think it's a, I think it's a big thing, and I think Boyata could well be back for the game, uh, and I think it's a case of. It's been a great few ones for Blair after the disaster at Ibrox in March. Uh-huh. He finished the season in style, he had a great World Cup, and I think people realise his qualities. I think when he's proactive, he's winning headers, he's looking to nip, nip in front of players and win the ball. That's when he's his very best, and I think that's the type of game Celtic will play. The high press, the tempo, use the home crowd. Lustig should be back in as well. It's familiar faces, obviously the only addition this summer has been Edward in the permanent deal, but Celtic got a pretty solid foundation, know how they want to play, but I think Athens are on that kind of, if you look at Anderlecht last season they were in flux and Celtic won 3-0, but they were back to their best and they were better than Celtic mm-hmm. in the, the final group stage game last season are Athens of that level, or where, where does Celtic kind of fit in is this the level Celtic teams they should be beating, or is this where Perhaps the qualities might not be there and it's a Euro, Europa League season, but this is fascinating for Celtic to find out because in the knockout, the playoff round, which obviously the draws on Monday, mm-hmm. the teams aren't any different. Athens may well be better than any team they could face in the next round. Uh-huh. So it's so
1: difficult to, exactly. to say, isn't it? Yes. And it's not even, the, sometimes it's like we sort of touched upon earlier on, it's not even maybe the overall quality I side that sometimes they've just got a way of playing that's functional, that 100%. just causes... You know, we used Astana as an uh-huh. example. No real, you know, they, that Patrick... Twimazi. Twi- 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 yeah, yeah. The only real... Sort he was a of, good player. Sort of standout, real good player. But it, they were just functional. And obviously, I think obviously Celtic had that great win at home. But then it's a, coming up against some of these teams who just know how to play on their own patch. So the potential opponents for Celtic are uh, young boys... And then either Karabag or Baty Borisov, depending on who goes through from that tie. Malmo and Videotron, and then it's either Red Star, Belgrade, or Spartak Turnava from that final tie. Just looking at that list, Graham, um, is there any any team that stands out from that that you think is poses a particular danger?
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think the team that poses the danger are very similar to Ike Athens, and it's uh, young boys. They beat uh, Basel to the title last year in Switzerland. That's a decent. Level, but uh, Basel have consistently, consistently been good. And to be, they, they obviously uh, get knocked out of the qualifiers last night, but that's maybe them on a bit of a downturn. But to win that league, it's not, it's of decent quality, the, the type of teams that have been successful in recent years. Uh, and I think young boys potentially very similar as well because they're entering the tournament as they've not played any games, they've been building up for this. Mm-hmm. Celtic will be on at their fourth match if they get past Ireland. Elsewhere, I think Carabag. By the winner of that, it's that's a close one. You would imagine trips to either far flung destinations. Again, it's difficult the, the travel. You're always trying to manage. If you're, for instance, you don't have the best home result. It's not as if you're going to a, a relatively easy destination. Yet the weight tie will always be challenging on for so many levels. So I think all the all the games will be difficult. But I think Celtic pulled probably the toughest team they could have out the third round draw. And if they are successful, then they might be hoping for a bit of luck. And I think young boys would be the real danger side there for them.
1: Uh-huh. and obviously you've got the likes of you know Red Star. You mentioned, I think I've heard you mention before, uh, Spartak Tornava. Oh, they're very good. The yeah, I side. think they're one of
0: these teams that have been uh, threatening for a while. And much like some of the other sides that are coming through, that they, you look at them and think, oh, they're not. A big name, or mm. but Red Star—they are not the force they were before. I wouldn't surprise. the Europa
1: League group stage last season. Yeah. but I don't think they—they they didn't make much of an impact. I uh-huh. don't think. Uh, but it's like you say, there's this team. There is sort of other sort of teams coming up, and you, you see 100%. you're seeing consistently at this, yeah. like this level yeah. now. That you maybe didn't a few years ago, and they're obviously they're difficult to sort of quantify what they offer. But you, would you say that's another potential?
0: Yeah, I think that'd be a good route. I think. Malmore in there as well uh, a team that Celtic have got really bad memories of that that tie was obviously the feeling that it was big for Ronnie Dial in his final season at Celtic and it was heartbreaking when Celtic were knocked out after a pretty good performance uh, a bleak two silly goals at Parkhead and they they can definitely cause danger as well so there's there's plenty there to worry Celtic but the real worry is dealing with Ike Athens because I think they'll take over their hands full I, I really do I think it'll be a really really tough tie over the 180 minutes or beyond
1: and this other big issue well ongoing not issue of the summer but talking point of the, yep. the summer off the park is well, for every club is is transfers and it's been it's been a strange summer hasn't it, it? It's, it's I mean you can't <laughs> I think that a summer where you, you spend 9 million on a player of Odds and Edwards quality to then be still been looking at it as it's been odd it's, it's a so
0: it has. It's like you say. It's been a strange summer. What have you made of it? Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think, I think it's pretty. I think that's quite a simple answer as well. Brendan Rodgers is stressing importance adding quality uh, rather than quantity. I think he's got a few fringe youth players, guys like Gamboa, uh, who are on the on the periphery of the squad, who can come in and do a job. You can trust them to a certain level, mm-hmm. but he's not looking for Christian Gamboa. If he's got to find another right back, he wants to find someone who's as good, if not better, than Michael Lustig who can take over the, the mantle. But these players aren't easy to find. Uh-huh. He spoke about right back. He's spoken about maybe another attacking option, wide player Charlie Masonda, who was a massive disappointment. Patrick Roberts has gone as well. Armstrong in the midfield, but that obviously leads into John McGinn. Yep. But yeah, there's a definite feeling that Rodgers will not be rushed. Mm-hmm. He's looking for the right type of player, a player either I would imagine young young player who with resale value, who can come in and do a good job, or maybe like in the past when he signed someone like a maybe not so much a Col tourie but a and clear an established Premier League star. Looking uh, for a, a exactly, new challenge yeah, yeah and uh, I, th- I think that's I think that's the type of player that fits what Rogers wants. And I think as a game of patience, I think Celtic would the boost of signing a player of quality before the Athens tie would be a big thing. I think it would just uh, just re-energise the squad slightly, which to be fair, I think they've they've been pretty pretty solid. It's been so-
1: solid's been the word, I think. Yeah, I, th- it, I think still? it's been pretty
0: impressive and I think Edward just looks like a threat every time he plays. I think Bailey he was playing so well before that hamstring injury and I think so it would be desperate to get him uh-huh. back for next uh, week course. against Athens. So they're still, they're not completely short, but the squad between the World Cup stars and yeah. guys like Griffiths they're starting to filter back in now. Yeah, exactly. I think I think there's but there's always a need for quality. Mm-hmm. And I know Stephen Gerard was talking about being rushed and trying to find the right players, but I think Rodgers will remain steadfast and yeah. bide his time to find the right yeah, players. I
1: think it's domestically there's, there's, I mean, there's really... Celtic but that can only go on for there. so long. Uh-huh.
0: I think I think when it says domestically, from what we've watched from Rangers, even Aberdeen against Burnley, I think there's enough challenges... Uh, now in Scottish football, I don't think you can completely say that it will go forever I think last night against Rosenberg are about the level some of the other teams will face and um, it's important to always add to the squad not always maybe look at it as players for Europe, yeah. I just think that if there's one or two bits of real genuine quality added, I think it'll be a good summer uh-huh.
1: And there was the young Australian uh, Daniel, Daniel Azani. Azani What would you make of that as a sign? And that, that struck me as a bit of a a bit of a strange one, but I don't know what you what you think of that.
0: Well, I think maybe Celtic fans probably their fingers burned slightly after uh, Charlie Massonda because Patrick Roberts came up with a big reputation, young, exciting winger. A man City spent a lot of money on him from Fulham, and he really did deliver the goods for his first eighteen months in Glasgow. He obviously had a terrible time of injuries in his final one season, mm-hmm. uh, but Massonda he was of a real quality we all watched that assist he had against Brighton for Chelsea like four days before he joined Celtic This looked at a player on um, an ascending player who had real genuine quality and it just didn't happen so I think there's a bit of trepidation now when the next big thing is linked with been joined with Celtic and is obviously a player of quality but it came out last week that Celtic were keen and it appears that's still the case uh-huh. so I think that's obviously one that will yeah. uh, develop in the next couple of weeks but I don't think it's I, I don't know if I don't, I don't know if Celtic have to got Lewis Morgan. They've that's
1: what I was about to come to. So you have got the likes of Lewis Morgan and Mikey Johnston. I know who's yeah probably going to go out on loan. But are they not then just bringing in like a, a player from developed for another club in there in the in the Celtic first team rather than giving that time to potentially the likes of Johnston or I, Morgan? I think
0: I think that's a fair point. I th- but I also if there's any. Is what people believe he is, mm-hmm. and he's a real injection of quality. Then, whatever terms you get the player on, it'll be worth it. But I think for Mikey Johnson, he's the most likely candidate to go out. Morgan's been hampered, obviously, by an unfortunate injury where he looked really promising as well. He's got a great goal he's in Shamrock Rovers. Uh, he got some minutes away at Alish Kent as well. So, Rogers obviously rates, and he rates, he knows Morgan's not a player that. He, he's got first hand experience he hand picked him to come to Celtic he likes yeah. his versatility his ability to play uh, left foot right foot with the ball so I think Morgan will get his chance when he did covers the injury uh, last yeah. night was a good example Ryan Christie came on for Edward for the final 20 minutes and I think that kind of shows where Celtic are in terms of debt with Dembele and Griffiths out uh-huh. uh, so there's, there is still plenty to come
1: all, back
0: in yeah and there's there's plenty to get right before the end of the summer but I think Celtic will be Azani. maybe is the one outside the that what we're talking about players of real quality. Not say he's not talented, mm-hmm. but I think he'd be more of these kind of development type players that come in maybe over one, two years uh-huh. and they pick up the pace. But I certainly do need I would say at least two more real signings before the season starts.
1: And well the season starts on Saturday. Yep. Uh Livingston at home, unfurling the league flag, it's always a always a good occasion. Uh just thinking on you know with the Champions League qualifying games coming thick and fast does anybody expect to maybe come into the side at the weekend who didn't feature it against Rosenborg
0: p- potentially I would, I would fancy Lustig to yeah, have the start base one, isn't it? yeah I'd I probably
1: think, get him some minutes
0: yeah I think Kimbo, who knows he might play Lustig as one of the centre or he might go after, kind of, you know how he likes to freshen things up maybe three at the back mm-hmm. and Gamboa plays a wing back because I think it'd be harsh on Gamboa after playing pretty well into uh, European ties against his former club I think he, even if he's if he does leave before the end of the window, it's important that he, keep, he maybe keeps on going because he's been excellent. He, he really did play well at times. I could also see there's a chance Tom Rogic could start as well. Uh, Cal McGregor might drop out or he might move again if depending on the formation. But I would imagine Celtic Celtic go strong in these games. Like there's not real massive turnaround. You sometimes see at the odd game St Johnson the whole yeah. last season. We completely stripped the squad and that was between the Zenit ties. Uh, but overall, Rodgers likes to keep a, a level of continuity in his side. Players playing regular minutes, and I, I would imagine. They want to start strong. Because I think there's a really good chance that Rangers and Aberdeen will be improved. Especially Rangers, I think there's been a solidity about them so yeah. far. All oh, you're looking at Celtic last season, they only won 24 league games. I say it only, but that's... Over the course of history, you, you know that's not an unachievable target for a, a Rangers side who who get designs of winning the title. Uh-huh. So Celtic know they probably they need to drop they drop far too many points at home last season. Ten draws in 38 games is far too many. So I think Celtic must find a way of breaking teams down. And I think that Edward raising his game and playing more regularly will make a big impact. Mm-hmm. But I think they'll watch start strong, send the message out uh-huh. to the rest of the league that they are still the top dogs.
1: But do you think the kind of arrival of Gerard and all these players coming in, do you think they, they, they pay much mind to it really or are they just going to keep doing what they've always been doing it's hard to? I
0: think it's a bit of both. I think it's exciting. Gerard is a big name. The thing that's really impressed me obviously we're on the Celtic podcast but you need to sometimes give uh, praise to teams across the city as well and I think Gerard's calmness on the sideline, especially against Osiek, was really impressive. He's Seems like someone who's been doing the job far longer than he actually has. Uh-huh. Uh, Goldson and Cathy seem pretty solid. I think Rangers won't beat themselves as often as they have in uh-huh. previous seasons. I think games that are tight, that they would silly games that they would lose, I think they'll probably win more than uh, they lose and they'll pick up more points than they have. But Celtic operate at a different level. And they're playing at their absolute best. That second half against Rosenberg, the Scottish Cup final against Motherwell recently, the five 0 against game against Rangers, the home game against Senate, there's just a few games in two thousand eighteen. Celtic when they're at their best, their peak, they, they they do things that few teams in Scottish football history are able to do. They press high, they win the ball back, tactically they know exactly what they're doing. And if they play at that level more often than not, they'll win the league hand handle again, yep. And yeah. it's the but at the same time you need to be aware that for instance the Rangers and Aberdeen maybe didn't make it to the group stage and Celtic did that is maybe finally those extra games constantly um, will take their toll yeah, but you it
1: was the injuries that started to pile up last year as well yeah I think it? I
0: think that's a problem at times and I think something have seen like, a wee bit of it already yeah, as well and I think as we touched upon I think Mark Warburton's side had serious limitations and Kixinha's Rangers were uh, shambles. shambles shambles absolute shambles uh, so I think they were never going to be able to end. Celtic were obviously full of quality, but they will all come a point, and this might change if Celtic had one or two players of extra quality, but I don't think it'll be extreme. I don't think Rangers will race clear at 10 points clear at any point, or anything like that, but there is a chance at times maybe uh, mm-hmm. the December derby match where things are close, just like they were yeah. March this year. So I think Celtic need to be aware and they're I not going to cruise to have, every title. They
1: always have on their side though, Celtic, is. Obviously, it's hard to sort of. We've seen a bit of Gerard's Rangers. They look more functional. They look much more solid. Uh, Gerrard's coming across well, but it's it's hard to sort of quantify at this. Yeah. In kind of early stage, just what how many sort of the level of improvement that they've made, and uh-huh. they could obviously yet yeah, add more players as well. But I think just the thing that Celtic have got, even last season where you know, they were maybe criticised for mm-hmm. not being at their free flowing best, but it was just when it came to those big games they just. They always turn. They always turn up. I don't yeah. think, maybe European nights aside, but domestically, uh-huh. is it can you not think of a big game under Rodgers where you could say well, Celtic didn't they turn up?
0: No, I think the only one is the Aberdeen game in the last day, and again uh-huh. that, was, uh, that was that a was a big different. game for Aberdeen. Exactly, exactly. that's true. That's true. I think the games when you look at it, which is just a stunning statistic that, and uh, the away games and the eight away games to Pertodri and Ibrooks since Rodgers been charged one oh eight, which is just. It's just a different level, and that doesn't happen often. That won't happen again, probably. It's not easy to go and do these things. Celtic are obviously a better team than Rangers and Aberdeen have been over the last couple of years. But that domestic dominance you do, but fancy Celtic to stay strong. But the game comes around, the fourth game of the season, eh, Rangers visit Celtic Park. Eh, it'll be exciting, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. And Rangers have got a tough start. Celtic, again, could be involved in these thrilling Champions League ties. So there's plenty to play for for both yeah, teams.
1: You get obviously, obviously this you get this added subplot now of Rodgers and Gerrard. It's, it's interesting. It's profile. I yeah. know it's been said a hundred uh-huh. times, but it is real, isn't it? It's going yeah. to be so exciting when that
0: yeah. when that fixture comes along. A hundred percent. I think there is. I know it's it's great to make obviously storylines and all that, but I think there is a genuine respect there. I think yeah. I don't think Gerrard thought, oh, Rogers is I can I can be the man. I think Rangers were a great opportunity for Stephen Gerrard. Yeah, like, big club, big profile. Oh so, no, of course. I and am. I think for Rogers, I think it's a chance. To, you know, if if Gerrard proves himself to be a capable manager, it's another uh, boss. If he's successful, that he maybe can see off. So. It's uh, it's plenty to play for, and it's really really exciting. Scottish football's buzzing, teams are doing well everywhere. Uh, I think there's a real pride to Scottish football again. Uh, uh-huh. and p- people enjoy watching the product. If you look down south, the window's closed, and the matter of days and teams, it's, uh, teams have barely added to the squad, uh-huh. and you see a lot of that. Uh-huh. And I, t- I think there's a lot of uh, t- t- fans are disillusioned with watching yeah. their teams play. I think Scottish football is a real pride. And uh, the way their teams are playing so fingers mm-hmm. crossed I Can to that touch carries. on
1: this just quickly when we were talking about transfers see with that English window closing do uh-huh. you could you see as, you, as we kind of talked about their teams kind of scrambling about uh-huh. do you think there's a chance that there's a team from down south could come in and throw silly money at anybody in that Celtic squad at the moment
0: oh, 100%, 100% probably more like I remember when Scott Brown joined Celtic in 2007 uh, instantly before they close of the window Newcastle were led, and I think guys like Edward and Cham of course teams would look at them but Celtic they're building their team this is a the season they bring these guys in for success and Cham, Edward, Dumbelli, are all important I think the out the three would be the most likely to move on but then again he's, he's still here I think he wants to have a good season to me he appears to be ready to put his absolute best in get back to his first season at Celtic and then potentially move on. But I think teams will always, like, if they're going through a list, look at What teams down, like Crystal Palace have started making moves. I think sides like that would always be interested in players, especially the proven Celtic point in Europe, but uh, I, I don't think they'll be too successful with uh, any offers. I'd uh-huh. be surprised. I think Celtic couldn't afford to... There was uh, yeah, especially like the guys who don't want to lose. Yeah. I think and the same with Kieran Tierney as well. Obviously, right. there's been... Real interest for a host of European clubs, but Celtic seem set on hold on to their best players and uh, moving them on when the time's right on their terms for a good price. So, uh, but like you say, it wouldn't surprise me if some crazy rumor happened couple of days out of the transfer
1: window anyway that's all from us this week the last record Celtic podcast before the league season gets underway thanks to Graham for joining me if you want to continue the debate you can find us on twitter at recordsport and on facebook as well and we'll be back next week of course to talk all things Celtic so don't forget to subscribe on Acast and iTunes to get the pod as soon as it's available and you can also rate us on there too thanks for listening